Hello, hello, and welcome to the QuackCast, a skeptical and sarcastic evaluation of quacks, frauds, and charlatans. Oops, I meant alternative and complementary medicine. This podcast is done in the end of September 2006 and is going to cover the history and theory of chiropractic. Brought to you as a side project of Pusware LLC, the publisher of the Persiflazer's Annotated Compendium of Infectious Disease Facts, Opinion, and Dogma, your uber-hyperlinked electronic guide to infectious diseases. Available at pusware.com, where you will find the Persiflazer's podcast, a bi-weekly review of infectious diseases. Now, type 1 CME accredited. If you do a search of podcasts in medicine, the bulk of the results will point you to the many sites on complementary and alternative medicine, which are, well, garbage. There is always the excellent quackwatch.com, which is the source of all things quackery, and there are a few skeptical sites, such as the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe and Skepticality being the best podcasts I have found. But there is a lack of podcasts that look specifically and skeptically at alternative medicine. And this is a shame, for, to judge from the medical school in my neck of the woods, critical thinking and alternative medicine do not seem to go together. So you are in luck. I am an infectious disease doctor with a long interest in things skeptical, and I have been doing a podcast for over a year now on infectious diseases. I decided to branch out my podcasting into the other area of life and medicine that interests me, and have embarked upon what will be a series of short podcasts covering various aspects of alternative medicine. As Baruch Spinoza said, quote, I have made a ceaseless effort not to ridicule, nor to bewail, nor to scorn human actions, but to understand them, end quote. While I like to understand them, this obviously doesn't apply to me. Ridicule and scorn are two of my favorite approaches to alternative medicine. It is all so stupid and requires a healthy dose of evidence-based ridicule. References, as always, are available on the show notes page, and old podcasts are archived there as well. And as time goes on, you too will see why alternative medicine is so stupid. And now on today's vicious screed. Chiropractic. This is the most popular of the alternative medicine practices. Alternative here meaning worthless. In the ever misquoted New England Journal of Medicine article dissected in the last podcast, about 10% of Americans participate in chiropractic, 70% of them doing it with a chiropractor chiropractic, that is, and 30% doing it alone. Again, I'm talking about chiropractic. But it is the most popular of the alternative medicine practices. Dr. Stephen Novell of the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast fame refers to chiropractic as the flagship of the alternative medicine fleet. And with 17 chiropractic colleges and over 70,000 practitioners in the United States, it can't be BS, can it? They are doctors, after all. Well, Doctors of chiropractic, so not real doctors, says the arrogant physician. But what is chiropractic? As usual, this first podcast will cover the topic of chiropractic from the basis of its history and theory and any scientific support of its biologic plausibility. As usual, for those who get anxious when confronted with uncertainty, the history is stupid, the theory retarded, and the scientific support zip. Oops, there I go again with another ad hominem attack. But for extra added amusement, we will finish the story with the AMA chiropractic legal tip of the last century, which shut down the AMA and its ability to be on the forefront of the scientific analysis of alternative medicine. Also, for your interest, I am not nor ever have been a member of the AMA. I am perfectly capable of being a closed-minded physician on my own. Thank you very much. So what is the origin of chiropractic? A radioactive spider? Murdered parents after the movie Zorro? No. Let's go back to the 1890s and meet David Daniel Palmer. 
He was just this guy, you know, looking for meaning in life, working in a variety of jobs. He was a beekeeper, a store owner, and a teacher, to name a few. And he had an interest in the medicine of his day. And for a while, he became a magnetic healer. He was also a very modest man, and he decided that he would discover, quote, the cause of all disease, unquote. It was very popular at that time to presume that all diseases was due to one unifying purpose, so this isn't that off the wall, but one has to admire the megalomania of a man who will decide he will discover the cause of all disease. By the way, as an infectious disease doctor, I will note that the cause of all disease is infectious. But in his pursuit to find the cause of all medicine, he set up a lab, a la Thomas Edison, and worked day and night mastering the scientific and medical theories of the day, and the result was chiropractic. Really? Now, here is how he discovered chiropractic. And here, I quote the man himself. Pretend you are Ken Burns and you are doing panning shots of, from sepia photo to sepia photo, as I quote the founder of chiropractic. I begin. Harvey Lilliard, a janitor in the Ryan Block, where I had my office, had been so deaf for 17 years that he could not hear the racket of a wagon on the street or the ticking of a watch. I made inquiry as to the cause of his deafness and was informed that when he was exerting himself in a cramped, stooping position, he felt something give way in his back and immediately became deaf. An examination showed a vertebra racked from its normal position. I reasoned that if the vertebra was replaced, the man's hearing could be restored. That's an interesting kind of reason, I inject parenthetically. With this object in view, a half-hour's talk persuaded Mr. Lilliard to allow me to replace it. I racked it into position by using the spinous process as a lever, and soon the man could hear as before. There was nothing, quote, crude, unquote, about this adjustment. It was specific, so much so that no chiropractor has ever equaled it, end quote. I love the self-effacement of those last five words. Hearing, by the way, for those of you who are not physicians, is handled by the eighth cranial nerve. It more or less goes straight back parallel to your ear canal. No aspect of the nervous system in the spine is used in hearing. So his discovery, if indeed it happened, and we have no corroborating evidence that the story is true, makes zero anatomical sense. He went on to say, with an understatement of Donald Trump, Quote, if no other discovery had been made, this of itself should have been hailed with delight. It was the key which has ultimately unlocked the secrets of functional metabolism. It is the entering wedge destined to split the therapeutic log of superstition wide open, revealing its irrational and ignorant construction. And from there, he went on to formulate the cause of all illness. So that is the origin of chiropractic, the cause of all illnesses. He fleshed out his theory, here's what he came up with. Bodies have a life energy, which Palmer dubbed the, quote, innate intelligence, unquote, or soul or spirit or spark or life. It flows through the top of the head, by way of God, down the spinal cord and out the nerves to keep the body humming along smoothly. Vertebral bodies, i.e. your spinal bones, become misaligned, or in the vernacular of the field, they have subluxation, and the energy is therefore blocked. The result is the cause of nearly all disease. Lung disease is caused when the lung gets no energy when its nerve is blocked by a subluxed vertebral body. By manipulation of the spine, this subluxation can be fixed, energy flows normally, and disease is reversed. Here's where I am very envious, since your spine is always getting out of alignment for many of number of reasons, injury, toxins, moods. One chiropractor, when asked who needs manipulation, responded, quote, anyone with a spine, unquote. 
I guess John Kerry doesn't need chiropractic. But as a result, you need frequent manipulations to maintain spinal health and prevent disease. This is a cash cow of which all MDs should be envious. But we know after reading the theory that it is not true. For we learned in acupuncture that it is key, not innate intelligence, that flows not in nerves but meridians, and that it is blocked meridians, not blocked nerves, that cause disease, right? Or maybe it is both, as some chiropractors do use acupuncture, two mutually exclusive systems of disease. You know you're an adult when you can have two contradictory ideas in your head at the same time. You know, I sometimes think we have so many different energies in our bodies. We have the innate energy, key, auras, and such. I think it is a wonder that we do not explode. Perhaps, now that I think about it, I have found the reason of spontaneous human combustion. The simultaneous obstruction of all these alternative energies, it makes cold fusion look like a joke. No, wait, cold fusion is a joke. But it's, this is the number one of these mini energy theories. D.D. Palmer went on to flesh this out in detail, as did his son and other disciples, founding school and spreading the word about chiropractic theory and practice, which has evolved over time. Chiropractic has a great deal of variability in its practice. Chiropractors will dabble in other forms of the quack arts. Most chiropractors, it is subluxations that remain the cause of disease and you can prevent and cure illness by fixing these subluxations. By the way, the history of chiropractic is interesting, but beyond the scope of this particular podcast, chiropractic itself is filled with schisms, infighting, and battles over turf that rival the Protestant Reformation. It went so far that Palmer's son, who is also involved with chiropractic, was accused of running over his father and killing him to gain control of the field. But how much of chiropractic is true? I'm sure you'll be surprised to find out that the answer is none. There is no support of the theory of chiropractic. None. It violates everything we know about anatomy, neurology, physiology, chemistry, etc., etc. It is fundamentally magical thinking with no basis in reality. There is no innate energy. There is no energy that flows out the nerves except for the electricity that normally flows along the nerves. Disease is not caused by the blockage of the flow of energy. Disease has innumerable causes, but this is not one of them. Blocking or impinging upon nerves, as I know, can lead to pain, lack of sensation, and muscle weakness, but no other illness. The uber block of energy, the mega subluxation, would be a spinal cord injury leading to paralysis. This should block all flow and lead to all diseases, but of course, no such thing happens. And the whole issue of subluxation's existence has been interesting. Subluxations have never been demonstrated. For years, the official party line of chiropractics was, quote, chiropractors do not make the claim to be able to read a specific subluxation from an x-ray film. They can read spinal distortion, which indicates the possible presence of the subluxation and can confirm the actual presentation of a subluxation by other physical findings, end quote. Then, Medicare agreed to pay for subluxations if they could be radiographically demonstrated. Guess what happens? Suddenly, they could demonstrate subluxations on x-rays. Hmm. How are subluxations found by chiropractors? They use a variety of techniques, not limited to feeling the spine with the hand, measuring skin temperature near the spine, figuring that one patient's leg is functionally longer than the other, studying the shadows produced by a device that projects a beam of light onto the patient's back, weighing the patient, detecting nerve irritation with some sort of electronic device, 
But the funny thing is that in no controlled trials have subluxations been found radiographically or by exam by two different chiropractors. Send the same person to a dozen chiropractors, and these, and these studies have been done, and you will get a different diagnosis and a dozen different subluxations. You'd think you could measure how long someone's leg is, but if you send someone to see 10 chiropractors, five will say the left leg is too long, and five will say the right leg is too long. And these studies have been done. Basically, they make this stuff up as they go along. So you can say that chiropractic in theory and chiropractic in its application is totally bogus. This is a true story, and I'm not beyond using an anecdote. I once had a completely blind patient who was also a chiropractor. She told me that she took x-rays of her patients and that she could read those x-rays, and she could, quote, see, unquote, the subluxations on the film, although she couldn't tell me exactly how. So chiropractic made up out of whole cloth. It makes no sense in the context of all the disciplines that make up medicine, and it violates all we know about disease pathogenesis and function. In other words, it's a crock. So why doesn't someone do something about it? Like the AMA. Aren't they involved in outing bad medicine practice and protecting patients? Hardy, har, har, har. The AMA is primarily a physician lobbying group who looks after a doctor's income. Now, I don't have a problem with that. That's not a bad thing. I like income. But they have never had much to do with patients, and I always object to the AMA because they try and combine patient advocacy with physician advocacy, and I don't think, and the chiropractors responded with a research problem that revivaled the Manhattan Project. They quickly published numerous articles in top, highly regarded, peer-reviewed journals, clearly demonstrating the biologic plausibility and the clinical efficacy of chiropractic. Not. They sued, and they won. The American Medical Association, and it's entertaining to read the judge's decision, were found guilty of having conspired to destroy the profession of chiropractic in the United States. They did this by violating the Sherman antitrust laws, and this was demonstrated by organizing a national boycott of doctors of chiropractic by medical physicians and hospitals using an ethics ban on interprofessional cooperation. The AMA lost this appeal to the Supreme Court, and now it has softened its statement to allow members of the AMA to collaborate with doctors of chiropractic. Gag, gag. Not that the AMA has any control over what I do. Of note, the judge did not rule on the validity or efficacy of chiropractic, just that the AMA acted like a bunch of sleazeballs. And from the reading of the judge's decision, I'd say they were pretty slimy. But the AMA, I think rightly so, they did act with an openness and honesty reminiscent of preparing for a war in, oh, I don't know, Iraq. And they have softened their stance on chiropractors and are usually now nowhere to be seen in the evaluation of any kind of quack or fraud or charlatan. I wonder why you don't hear about the AMA and why they do, do more to protect people from quackery. You know why. They don't want to get sued again. So that's it. Next time, chiropractic practice, what they do. Clinical trials, does chiropractic work? The fact that it is an irrational pseudoscience, the complications of chiropractic, and some amusing odds and ends. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. That brings us to the end of this quack cast, an occasional review and rant on alternative medicine. Brought to you as a side project of Pusware.com, where you will find the Persiflazers podcast, a bi-weekly review of infectious diseases, where you can even get free type 1 CME. This is copyright 2006 under the Creative Commons. References 
are on the show notes and can be linked from www.quackcast.com and old podcasts are archived there as well. Send your hate mail, spam, and questions to knowitall at quackcast.com. Feedback would be great, both positive and negative. I wouldn't mind being accused of a tool of the medical industrial complex if you see fit. I've had one reviewer who's giving me one star out of five, and I have no idea why, and another person who was kind enough to give me five out of five. Thank you, Snidely Whiplash. The music is by my son when he was 12, improvising on the guitar. And now, if you will excuse me, I need to go and get my Cairo practiced. Bye-bye.